look around at this great city of ours, what do you see? I see a multitude of amazing people. Over the next hour, Bill Wilson will talk to some of these amazing people about topics that interest you and give you just what you need to kick off your week with a dang on the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. Everybody, and welcome to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. This is Mr. Murfreesboro, aka Bill Wilson. Hey, there's my co host, Lady Kay. How's hey, it going? Hey. How are you? Good. You've been out in the sun. I have. Been I've, at, I've been at the out lake the sp- or the beach? At, in the spray sun. The spray, <laughs> spray tan. Wow. Okay, that's cool. Us old ladies got to take care of our skin, Bill. One of our guests says I look like an orderly. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> look at because I'm wearing. Oh, well, I look like I just came from Central State for some reason. Yeah. Y'all aren't old enough to remember Central State. That's another show. <laughs> no, I was not at Central State. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I'm excited about tonight's show. We've got a. A couple of guests. Well, we've got several guests. We're we're packed in here like sardines, aren't we? It's fun. A lot it's, of love. A lot of love. A lot of love. i tell you what, before I introduce our guest, I want to talk about, let me do some Announcing. announcements. There's a ride or drive, ride, drive, run, 15th annual Hammer Down Habitat for Humanity that's going on. Um... Saturday, September 16th. That's going down at May Day Brewery. And then, well, we've got the uh, 911 Heroes Run coming up. What day is that on? It's September 9th. September 9th. Race starts at 8, but the festivities, pre race activities start at 7 15. Cool. And then we have a, a guest a producer here tonight. I didn't. Tiffany's here. Hey, Tiffany, you want to say something? Hello, everybody. How are you? I'm actually the producer during the weekend on Sunday morning, so just saying hello, everyone. Oh. She's getting paid triple time, right, Scott and Mark? Okay, just for dealing with me. Everybody gets triple time, yeah, for Bill. Just for dealing with me. Um, (laughs) There's one other announcement I have. Let's see here. Well, maybe I don't. I've got an announcement. you got an announcement? Okay, go ahead. October 25th. 
is the sweet addiction tip your waitress breakfast so where's be that looking on social media it's at the warehouse here in murfreesboro okay super excited about that tickets are on sale now tables are selling out fast great there's another one pathways to redemptions going on benefiting the 16th judicial district recovery court i sit on the board for that they do a great job dealing with addicts and it's october 14th at, at uh copper ridge that's a nice place that's a little we'll, we'll be announcing these in the coming shows but let's get right to it um we've got brad stevens and larry maples are here with the heroes 9-11 run is that did i say that right it's pretty close it's the uh the, Mur the murfreesboro 9-11 heroes run okay tell us all about that did you start it um i, I started the the one here however it uh the foundation itself started around uh, 2008 9 uh, by travis Mannion's family the 9-11 heroes run is part of the travis Mannion foundation uh, travis was a marine killed in 06 and uh, in iraq he actually earned a silver star uh, pulling two of his wounded marines uh, to, to protection he took a, a sniper around and and, and perished uh, his family started this foundation Murfreesboro was introduced to this foundation through the character does matter program that actually is taught in our city schools that uh, produced uh, uh, that replaced the dare program right so that's how we first came to know about it and uh, and wanted to keep it involved and, and include more of the city and, and what this foundation represented um, we introduced the uh, the 9/11 heroes run here in Murfreesboro and we are one of about 65 all over the country and about 100 internationally awesome. that will that will run to honor uh, those the, the first responders, our EMS, our fire, our police, and then the military after from the events that happened the morning of 9-11, 2001. That's awesome. Yeah, and you're, you were in the military. You are a Marine? Yes, sir. Thank you for your service. Oh, it's my pleasure and honor. Um, is this the third, Brad, is this the third annual? This is our third year doing this one, so looking forward to it and it's a 5k it's 5k you can walk it run it you can run oh it. i'm in there's a one mile fun run for you oh <laughs> but, but bill i'd like to see you do the five mile ruck actually there's is that the ruck is that tell us what is tell us the difference between a ruck and a larry go ahead that's You've a mil it. hey that's a military term i don't it is familiar it, with it. it actually started just from uh from the deployments in iraq and afghanistan where marines were having to put an army i guess the soldiers as well unbelievable amounts of weight on their body and carry it a long distance for a long period of time right and they realized there was a fitness component to it and so it became a competitive thing well i can carry more than you well i can carry more than you further well i can carry more than you and further and faster so it became somewhat of a sport that you can now do side by side with uh marathons 5ks 10ks ultra run you know ultra marathons and things like that where you can put uh, weight on your back with weight restrictions per your body weight Put it on your back and, and run. Wow. I need to try that. Lady Kate, I think I've been, I've been carrying babies around for the past 20 years, I realized. <laughs> like, because I spaced them out. I have four kids, and I was carrying one the other day, and I was like, oh my God, like, going on 20 <laughs> years, I have carried, like, I'm going to do it. You should do it. Yeah. <laughs> Can and, or, I carry kids? <laughs> well, it's well, the ruck. Yeah. <laughs> we've actually have a, a part of our committee that ran last year, Ruck the Marine Corps Marathon. The Travis Mannion Foundation is one of the largest, uh, I guess, uh, sponsors for nonprofit sponsors for charity sponsors for the right. Marine Corps Marathon in D.C. And uh, this year, I believe that there are 15 or 16 people from Murfreesboro running for the foundation. Uh, and then some will be running it, some will be rucking it. You'll find them around town just 
you know, the idiot wearing the backpack in 100 degree heat is probably somebody training for that race or a race or wow. something like that. I th- I know that I will come out to it and support it. And I may, I may, you get a number and all that stuff, right? Yes, sir. Are there prizes? Uh, there are. Um, I had to ask. <laughs> one, one thing that's really interesting is uh, the, the foundation, or, or Travis's father believed that we want everybody to be able to participate. So we want to keep the run short and we want right to have on. a fun run. But we're also not giving participation medals. Um, so they, if you place, you know, you, you get a medal. Now, one thing that we've been allowed to do uh, that we are unique in, in Murfreesboro from every other race is we actually will give every participant a dog tag that has a Travis Manion Foundation. And, That's cool. And a logo on the back. This year, our, a great sponsor, MTE, uh, is also going to have their logo on it as well. And um, it's something that they can just take. It's unique. It's not like any other race medal. Right. That they can show or, or to show others, you know, what it is and, and how they earned it and what their story was. Awesome. Hey, and y'all are raising money, right? Yes, yeah, sir. we get sponsorships and everything for the race. See, I was going to ask you, how does that work? And how can people between now and the event get in touch with y'all or register for the race? How how many do you typically have? How many did y'all have last year? Do you we know? We had, what, 620 last year 620 last registered. Six, now, okay. we had rain, so it was probably around three to 400 that showed. Well, but still, still a good crowd. But y'all have a Facebook page, or how, how do people get in touch with y'all? We do have a Facebook page. It's the 911 Heroes Run Murfreesboro, Dash Murfreesboro, I yes. believe. Okay. And it's Saturday, September 9th at 8 a.m., 5K Run Walk, Ruck. And what is that? How long will it take? I mean, I guess the only race I've ever done, Brad, you know this because I've told you, I'm not a runner, and Meredith, she's all healthy and stuff, and I'm uh, – you know works all that stuff works out and i'm not when i work out when i go to the mailbox um i'm saying everybody should get out and work out uh do something you healthy tennis. yeah i play tennis but she's we decided a cousin lived in atlanta still she still does and she and her husband are big runners and they did the uh, peach tree classic which is a 10k in hot atlanta have you ever been in atlanta in the middle of july at two o'clock and it's so hot it's steaming hot um i said i'll do i'll show you i'll do this so we went down and stayed with uh joe and becky and uh took the train into atlanta did not train at all there there was there's there we need to take a break there's a priest (laughs) with holy water they're trying to drink the holy water it's so hot but uh the the thing is I made. I didn't run the whole time, but ten k's. How many miles is that, Brad? Six. Six point two. It was down the streets of Atlanta, in and out. I mean, one hundred and forty degrees. I don't know what one hundred forty. It was about a hundred something. You're on pavement, and uh, the guy that won, I think he he, he was like from Mexico. There were sixty one thousand runners, mm. and I she came in like four thousand in her age group. And I came in like twenty two thousand. <laughs> But anyway, that was I, it, I was like I had a spiritual experience, man. It was like a what you know, just to survive that. Yeah. Well, Bill, you can do ours. Ours is flat and it's on Main <laughs> Street, so there's shade, yes. so you can come out and walk it in an I can hour. Just sit and judge. You know yeah. all the secret little hideouts. Yeah, the alleyways. <laughs> have you ever had somebody try? You never had anybody try to cheat, have you? Never. Not that I know. Not of. that you know of. <laughs> no. Well, is there anything else you want to share? Thank y'all for coming up. Um, 
Well, I'll tell you one thing I would. Yeah, if we have, go ahead. We've got about three or four minutes. Well, just about 7.15 in the morning, like Brad said, is when the festivities start. And one thing that's really important to us is to make sure that we are honoring, you know, fire and our first responders, EMS. So what we do is we'll start that morning uh, with that a procession that comes down uh, Maple Street toward the plaza. Right. And it starts with a, a bagpipe and drummer. That's and, cool. That's uh, followed by a, a fire color guard. Uh, police color guard, EMS color guard, and last by the military, which is us, is a symbolic gesture to the response of that morning. You know, one thing we talk about is these firemen and these police officers and EMS got up that morning and went to work not knowing that they would be on the front line of a war that none of us knew was coming. And it changed everything. And it, right. it really made, it makes that perspective different. And we we have children now in school that really have no recollection and have no idea of that. And it's important for us to make sure that we pay tribute to that each year. Yeah. Um, and then we, you know, have a, have a great route, a, a lot of festivities on the square. We invite everyone to come. And I have to, I have to acknowledge the farmer's market, you know, and the shops on the square because they're open and we encourage everyone to come down there. They're, they're very uh, generous, and, generous and kind to let us, uh, you know, participate in. And uh, it's, a, it's not overly welcoming when we're down there because we're bringing a lot of more, you know, a lot of people that's, right. that's maybe interrupting with their habits and their schedules. But. Uh, so we encourage everyone that comes down to participate in the race to support the local farmers, support the local markets, go to your local shops, your boutiques, uh, because that's what Murfreesboro right is. It's right there at the square. And, and uh, while people are taking care of us, we want to make sure that we're taking care of each other, which is one of those things that makes uh, Murfreesboro unique. Murfreesboro and Middle Tennessee uh, very special and right. unique in itself. Uh, they should be selling more vegetables is what i'm thinking right they're selling more <laughs> vegetables you must know sarah calendar with the main street i do great yeah. she's a great person so bill after you run you can go to the farmer's market and get you a biscuit or something have me one of wood's hamry biscuits they're delicious thanks guys thanks for coming up did you want to introduce your well this is my my daughter my daughter sarah hey uh, she, sarah she's volunteered every year and that's another thing you can do if you go to travismanion.org uh, there's places for you to sign up to run, to ruck, to, to, to volunteer. You know, we've had Rockville High School in Oakland and, and Providence Christian. We've had uh, a lot of just uh, other groups that have come in, and, and volunteers really make the race go and, and make it very special. So you can do either, either of those, and it's a great way to get service hours if you need them for your, for your school. Well, are, are there other activities for kids or anything like that? There are. Um, in fact, we have a lot of things. Uh, in fact, that's one thing that Brad does. Uh, he, he puts together an incredible race village right there at the plaza. So there's uh, recruiters that have a lot of their fun stuff and rock climbing walls. And, you know, we've gotten questions about, um, you know, babies in costumes. Yes, bring them. Can we do a stroller? Absolutely, you can bring a stroller. You know, can we bring our dogs? Please bring the dog. You know, bring. we want, you know, the right. festivity to honor those people. And we want the want it to be a true family fellowship community fellowship and event it's the 9-11 heroes run which is going down uh, run to remember 5k run walk ruck one mile fun run saturday september 9th at 8 a.m at the civic plaza yes sir. thank you all for your time thank you for nice to us. meet you you want to give a shout out to anybody you got anybody want to talk to you okay <laughs> <laughs> thank y'all for being here thank you for your service you for um god bless you thank you appreciate it 
Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for Parts Real Estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040. Or you can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram. Are you ready to experience the heartwarming flavors of the South? Look no further than Mama's Table. Y'all Come Eat, the new cookbook by local author Carolyn Hall. This cookbook is filled with cherished family recipes that will transport you to Mama's Kitchen. You can purchase it right now on Amazon so you can start creating unforgettable meals for your loved ones. But that's not all. Stay up to date on book signings and special events by following Carolyn Hall's Facebook page. Plus, Carolyn plans on cooking her way through the cookbook on social media, sharing her tips and tricks with you along the way. Because as Carolyn says, there are always memories made, blessings shared, and full bellies around Mama's Table. So don't wait. Get your copy of Mama's Table. Y'all come eat. Bring the warmth and love of Southern cooking into your home. At Lawyers Land and Title, we are a full-service title company committed to making real estate transactions go smoothly. We provide residential and commercial real estate services and have a team of on-site lawyers available to provide legal services. Let us help make your next real estate transaction stress-free. Visit us at lltitle.com or call us at 962-8971. Lawyers Land and Title, located at 5 North Walnut Street. Old Stone Fort Golf Course is the place for you to get away for the day to play golf. Located right next to the beautiful Duck River and only five minutes from I-24. Whether you're a beginner or avid golfer, Old Stone Fort Golf Course is ideal for you. Golf carts are available and there is a golf shop. You can play nine holes for $9 and kids 12 and under play for free. They are located at 1017 Country Club Lane in Manchester, Tennessee. You can call for a tee time at 931-954-0366. You can also follow Old Stone Fort Golf Course on Facebook. Welcome back. You've been listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show here on WGNS 1450 AM and 101.9 FM Talk Radio. That's that's a, a feel-good thing, the heroes run. I think what he was just saying, the, uh, everybody knows, has that moment, like I know when Elvis died, where I was. There may not be Elvis fans here, but 9-11, I remember that. I was with uh, John Jones or over at Snow and Wall and everybody was calling to check on your lo- I just had a my wife at the time had a had a I had a son I was calling to check on hey, you still have that son, yeah right? I still have okay, okay. <laughs> the, the son okay. the son okay I'm excited about tonight this is I was excited about that but I'm really excited about this because these are because you don't run <laughs> These are genuinely friends of mine, and I've known one longer than the other, but I've, I'm closer to Mo. But our guest tonight is Mo and Tamara Ludlam, and they have brought somebody with them. Tell us who you brought with you. We brought uh, Sebastian Medina from the Lava Press in the Dominican Republic with us tonight. A professional surfer. <laughs> Correct. He, he placed in the Dominican. He did place in wow. a, a national no. event. Yes, he did. Are, are you being serious? That sounds no, joking. That was a heart attack. Serious as a heart attack. <laughs> but th- these people right here, they, I don't know what they don't do. I got to visit them the other day and uh, 
Tamara, just chime in when you want to. Uh, <laughs> Hi. She, she's the guru. I'm a little jealous of her. Of her social, I haven't, I haven't told her this, but her social media uh, following. Following. She raises chickens. She, she's like a Martha Stewart. Can I? Even though she went to I'm jail, you've never been to, to jail, be right? Martha Stewart, Paula, not Paula Dean, but you tell us what you do, Tamara. I just do a little bit of everything. You do uh, I, sewing, I, I raising do chickens, DIY, different things. Yes, everything I do woodworking, raise chickens, take care of this man over here. That's a full time job right there. Raising my own. <laughs> and I, I sell real estate too. Mm. <laughs> but I'm not trying to compete on you. Hey, we've, <laughs> we've known each other, what, probably 30 years at least. Oh, at least. Or longer. Um, and we worked together at KW years ago when it first started. Keller Williams. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to give them a shout out, but uh, <laughs> is that who you're? I am. I'm still you're still with, with KW? Mm-hmm. In Murfreesboro? Mm hmm. When we came back from the Dominican, I read We were on the ALC together, I think, pretty sure. Mm hmm. No, I wouldn't ever join the AOC. That, that's called the agency leadership thing. I, I didn't want the responsibility. I was, I was, it's not about me. It's about y'all. <laughs> Lady K, jump in there. I mean, these. Okay, we got a surfer here. He's a builder. Tell us what you do, Mo. And and Tamara's from here. She's a borough and Murfreesboro makers right here. There will be a, a article coming out in the Murfreesboro Pulse about them in, in a month or so. But tell us, Mo. Give us a lowdown. You're from ba- not Baltimore, Ches- Chesapeake Bay. No. No. Yes, I knew it. <laughs> Jacksonville, Florida. But I'm a Navy brat. I'm really not from anywhere. So, but I am I am Murfreesboro by marriage now. So, Murfreesboro by marriage. Murfreesboro. What do you? Find? So I get a pass. You get a pass. I get a pass. The borough. Yes. And uh, Sebastian, where are you? you're from? The Dominican, right? Yeah, I'm from the Dominican Republic. Like this is a small community there in the countryside. How old are you? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah. And so tell us how y- y'all met. How did you meet these? Yeah. Two? So Mo moved there with his family a few years ago. Oh, ten years ago. Yeah, ten years ago. Oh, wow. So he was serving our community. So they decided to start the surf ministry boys young boys from our community so i was i saw this and i just they invited us to join them and like to start doing like discipleship and taking us to surf so yeah what's it like sir i mean is it good surfing down there in the dominican yeah we have pretty good surfing there we have the north coast and south so we have way for the time pretty good waves now mo you surf yes ma'am wow since I've been surfing for 45 I, years. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I fell in love with a Tennessee and now, now I'm a part-time surfer. <laughs> wow. But, but you've surfed But our daughter longer. surfs also. Yes. Okay, let's get into some trips. Because y'all, well, y'all were in the, tell us the Dominican Republic story. Y'all had gone down there on a mission. What? I plan I, on staying one year. Well, okay, take it from there. Well, we went, I, I went with, with New Vision Baptist on the, so there was a college team from MTSU every spring break would go down. And I went with the college group one time and was super impressed because when I was in college, I didn't go on mission trips on my spring break. And I was really impressed with these oh, young people. I don't people. remember a lot of, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. And, uh, <laughs> and he was, gosh, that was 
2010. So yeah. were, you were 10. Uh, um, I remember him when he was little. But uh, yeah, that was the first time we went. And then I was invited to go with the college team the next year and the next year. And each time that I went, I would come back and tell Tamara, like, just fell in love with, we need to live there. Yeah. And she's like, no, we don't. <laughs> I, I, I liked pretty shiny things and I wasn't ready to give that up, but God did a lot, a lot of work. My heart over like three year period. And he, the last time that he went on a mission trip, he called me and he was in tears. He said, I can't say no to this anymore. And I said, okay, well, let's just start praying about it. We sat our girls down and said, we're praying about this, and we're going to keep moving forward until God closes the door. And our girls were praying for that door to be closed. That's and right. Praying for that <laughs> they didn't want to go. To be closed. No, they didn't. And, I remember uh, when y'all did this. He just kept laying down, you know, uh, paving, paving stones for us to just next step, next step, next step. And the final step was me going to the Dominican. I had said yes. I had no idea what I was saying yes to. And we go there, and I was really kind of blown away. I had really had no idea what I was saying yes to. But the girls were praying. We said, if we get down there and y'all hate it, like, that's it. That's, And uh, they were. that's what they were praying for. I pray we hate it. We hate it. <laughs> but when we were going to leave, the day that we were going to leave, they were bawling. Like, they had made all these friends. Sable uh, was one of them. Was there teenagers? They, no, they were... At that time, they were probably nine and And so we moved there when they were eleven and thirteen. But y'all just got and sold everything. I mean, kind of. We like, did. We opened did the doors you? of our home. We sold everything. We I sold just, our cars. That's so cool. And and went, and the girls blossomed and grew, and I cannot imagine them not having that. And yeah, as part of their their story and. The community themselves, like, I don't think people understand. It's just such a loving and giving and community that sometimes I say, gosh, I feel like we got more out of it than they got from us. It was La Presa, right? La Presa. La Presa. That translates to the dam. There's a dam in the community that dams up the Rio Isa, which is a water supply. Was there time? Tell us when y'all lived there. Was there times you didn't have electricity? Tell us how all that (laughs) every daily. (laughs) We had electricity less than we had it. Well, did you have a generator? We did after a while. Once we kind of learned what was going on. Where would you go get fuel at? Well, was there not a Walmart? I mean, was, was, <laughs> no, they had these like. Look, uh, he's laughing. They they had these Gomeros where they like the little car repair shops, and they would sell gasoline and and beer bottles. Mm-hmm. So you can go buy you a beer bottle of gasoline to put in your generator. How much would that be? In was it? It was expensive. Pesos. But what was it? <laughs> I was fixing. Was it peso? No, it wasn't peso. Pesos. 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 Yeah. Dominican yeah. pesos. It's about fifty-five pesos to a dollar right now. But a person could go down there and live for a year on $20,000, $100,000. I mean, I'm just... I'm oh, just less. less. Less? Depending <laughs> on where you lived. I mean, if you lived in the compo where we lived, you wouldn't need much at all. But if you go to the beach, and I mean, there are expats that live in certain parts of the Dominican where it's just as expensive as it is here. Mm-hmm. So. so how do I move my family? <laughs> <laughs> I homeschool, and I want to know how do I move my family, my husband. We we don't mind. We have chickens. Mm-hmm. We don't mind. Please. How do we do this? You probably need Asking to talk to Sable. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as it's not as hard as you think. Yeah. Just have to be willing to, to give up some very modern conveniences. That's where the passion started, right? Was it in the Dominican, or did you always like chickens? 
No, I'd wanted chickens before, but we lived in the city. <laughs> Our neighbors would report us. So, um, yeah, then we moved to the Dominican, and uh, we started raising chickens. I was homeschooling the girls at first, and that was part of the homeschooling is caring for the chickens. And we built a chicken coop. I made them, like, measure and cut and taught them how to use power tools and all that. Well, as power as we could have there in the Dominican. But, um, yeah, and then... Then they started doing online schooling because they were got to where they were above my pay grade. <laughs> and now one of those girls lives. In, it, they do they both grad, they graduate from college. One lives up north. And, one and, lives in New York City, and one went to school in Florida. So for a while, we, both of our kids were like ten and twelve hours away. We were in the center of it all. But they're super independent now. I mean, just because that of experience. the Dominicans, yeah. But oh, just yeah. The, but what's so funny, and, and Sable will tell you this, like my daughters would consider the Dominican their home. Yeah. Like that's where their family is. Uh-huh. Wow. Like their extended family are the Dominicans because they helped raise my children. You know, like that's how it is there. Right. We lived literally on dirt paths. And in the afternoons when the kids would get home from school, the women were done doing their cleaning and laundry, and they didn't eat like a big dinner. Their big meal was at lunch. And so everybody would be hanging out in the afternoons, and the women would sit on the porches and have coffee. I mean, it was literally like going back 75 years, and it was such a great reminder of what was important, and that's connection and community. I want to go. I'd like to go. I like. No, I want to I'm, I'm going to go. And, and then... Y'all have got to go, too, and kind of show me around. <laughs> we'll, t- we'll take you in a heartbeat now that Saban knows you. you got connections. So. Do, do I look trustworthy? Okay, good. So did you have an instant connection with Saban in particular? With So there are a number of boys that are, that are leaders in the group. Saban's uh-huh. one of them. There's another one. His name is Gabba. And then there's Golita and Dioni. And then actually there's Pastor Jorge, who's kind of part of our group as well. He's uh, the, the pastor and, and the group. They're the ones that uh, have, have grown up with the surf ministry. Because this this surf camp that we're doing in November, it'll be, it'll be our ninth year doing mm. it. We, we missed a year because of the pandemic and yeah. all, but it'll be our ninth camp. Ninth? Mm-hmm. Wow. We, we do. And then now what we've done, Saba and Gab actually trained in Costa Rica and uh, – with Christian Servers International, and now we've actually taken our group, and they are leading a group in El Salvador, and wow. we, we've had two camps there. And then this January, we're going to Peru, mm-hmm. and Saba and Gabber are pretty much the guys. You'll be close to the Galapos, the islands where they call the Galapagos. Galapagos, yeah, the Galapagos, the Galapos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but what I love about the surf ministry is yes, it is about surfing, but you know, boys have are very physical, and in mm-hmm. order to get them to listen to you and be in relationship with you, you have to kind of start in that area, and that's kind of how Mo started it, and then from there. Um, he started pouring into the boys because probably 75% of the boys in the community either don't have fathers at home or don't have good examples of what a, a true godly man of integrity is. Right. And so that was his goal. He's like, I, I want to teach them better than than I was. You know, when he was younger, he talks about how like he had a wild past and he's like, I know now what it means to be like a good godly man and a good father. And so he kind of sat down and said, what, what is it that I would like if I, if at the end of the day I had a, um, a report card of like, did this program work or not? It was, are we growing men of that love God first, right. love their family, 
right. would be good providers, would be honest and integrous. And that's kind of the, the bottom underlying goal of the surf community the surf program as well as just getting those boys active and out of to stay out of trouble and and I, i'd like for Saba to talk a little bit sure. about it because on the way here we were asking him like what does it mean to him and and how has it changed him but yes as they were saying like we live in this small community so like it is not normal for us like to have like this kind of relationship with our parents like we never talk about our stuff or what's going on. So like, we start seeing this after the surf ministry with Mo. Like he encouraged us to be like men of integrity and be honest all the time, work hard, go to college, go to school. So like now this is what we're trying to do also with the kids that are going to our surf ministry. And it is what we do at our, our surf camp with their parents. So we try like them to have like this time like to get together, like, like get along talk about things, how you can work and things that are going on in your life. And like the main thing like this to talk to them about God and how important it is for us like to have God in our first place in our life. Amen. So yeah. So what what comes first, the minister or the surfer? I mean the what I mean I think the, the love, surf kind the of surf. pulls the kids in because boys want to be active and although we lived on an island, we were an hour to an hour and a half from the closest beach. So a lot of these boys had never even never seen the, the ocean. They'd never right. seen the ocean. They'd never been to the beach. Well, so, island, yeah. you know, first it was like, oh, this guy's going to take us to the beach. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> but hero. then it became something so much more. And to see these young boys that we kind of raised up, Saba and, and Gaba and and uh, Dione and, and um, Galita, to see them now being that for the younger boys is just that that to me is success that that is what this program is all about is to continue to, right. to take the next group of men to be leaders to lead the next the, the kids you know the younger kids was there a language barrier no there, well this young man i mean he didn't speak english 10 years ago and, mm. and he's and he's graduated from college he's going to be a teacher and, and awesome, he's, he's into it yeah <laughs> so yeah, Atula, his daughter for, was the one who taught me English mm -hmm. in their house. Yeah, so like it was like 2016, mm -hmm. something like that. We start English class and yeah, they teach me English and put me to practice when mission team goes there. So yeah, that's why. And had you known Spanish? I mean, did you know so a I, little bit? I, I'm a I was a military brat, and my father we were stationed in the canal zone of Panama, and then in my early 20s. Every summer I would go to Costa Rica and go surfing, and every winter I would go to Puerto Rico. So I was exposed to Spanish, right. but not 24-7. Like Como te llama? <laughs> que hora es? <laughs> hey, that's what time? What time yeah. is it? <laughs> but the girls and I didn't speak any Spanish when we moved there. No, no. Hola, como estas? And so our daughters are like, our daughters are speak better spanish even than him i sound like a five-year-old southern girl speaking spanish <laughs> but i can still communicate i held bible study groups i had a women's ministry right, so she they she learned to understand it <laughs> would i be a translator for like um, a corporation no <laughs> give yourself some credit she had a women's ministry and they were able to bring these ladies together who didn't have an income and they raise money making jewelry. Out of paper. And I remember that. And then they actually 
got a with the money they've got a scholarship and there there were two of the ladies three that three gradu- ladies went oh well, two, two graduated, graduated mm-hmm. from college as well a couple of years ago that's and that awesome. was all that mm-hmm. was it's awesome Taylor. that's great so, i want um can we just continue do we let's just we, i don't we're just gonna keep continuing we're gonna continue uh we got our sponsors you gotta have the commercials now okay (laughs) we want to thank our sponsors here we've got some new spot let me i'm glad you brought that up okay Uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh mama's table carolyn hall a local author and terrace pharmacy jamie mason i know you you know Jamie. Terrace Pharmacy. He's my pharmacist for life. <laughs> now let's talk about I want to hear the travel. What about hiking in Spain and Portugal? Let's go. Uh we Tell could us. talk about that forever. Gosh. I'll let <laughs> Yeah. We could totally but talk about it. It's the Camino all around the world. Okay. It's, it's a community of go ahead. It's called Camino de Santiago. And um um, St. James, Peter's brother? No, it's, it's the other St. James. The other St. James, <laughs> one of, of the St. James. Jill St. James, he's a patron saint of Spain. <laughs> yes, he when he passed away, they laid him to rest in um, Santiago de Compostela, and then all of the what they called pilgrims that came to pay homage walked these certain routes to come pay homage to to St. James. So that happened years and years ago. Mo can talk about the history of it better. I'm not that person. Right. But I can talk about, like, walking. It is just the best experience that I feel like no one should leave this earth without walking the Camino de Santiago. We walked um, 135 miles of the northern route with our girls in 2018. You start in Portugal? Well, that one we started in Ponferrada, Spain, and walked to um, Santiago de Compostela. And then this last time for our 25th wedding anniversary, we walked from Porto, uh, Port- Porto, Porto Portugal. Portugal to um, Santiago de Compostela. It's 175 miles. Wow. And it's, you just walk like 12 to 19 miles a day or less if you want. You walk whatever you want. You and know? you stay like And you stay at different towns hotels, along the way. It, it could be a hotel or it could be uh, somebody's house. It could be. $20, I don't know it could be $50. I mean, tell us about that. It could be cheap. It could be... Ex- so they have something called albergues, which is like a hostel. 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 You can stay there. It's inexpensive. You can do it. You could probably do the Camino for 20 bucks a day if you wanted. Or you can stay somewhere like when when we went on our uh, anniversary. We stayed in a castle one night. Mm. We stayed... Most I mean, we just stayed in all these really cool places. for the anniversary. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tamara. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, we just stayed at really cool places when we went and did that one. But we took about 12 days, walked 175 miles. And there's other people while y'all are walking, like, from oh, all around from the all world. The That's what's interesting. New Zealand, Australia, Korea, Sweden, China. You name it. So, and Brazil, we, everywhere. Thousands. As you're walking, you kind of get on the same path as other people where you're like stopping in the same towns. And so you get to know the people and you start, you have dinner together, you have drinks together at night. Um, and so a lot, almost all the people that we have met along the way, we still stay in touch with. So is this a yearly It's whenever. Event, people or? can go whenever they want. It's oh. all year round. You just oh. go whenever you want. There are certain times of the year that it's closed just because of the weather. Yeah, the, hmm. in the mountains, it's you, you can't. What mountains are they? Is is it? 
Well, there's the Pyrenees that border France right. and Spain where it starts. And then there's another mountain range when you get into Galicia. There's a mountain Ocedibro. Oh. Uh, <laughs> What's uh, the elevation? 10,000? That one was hard. Well, Ocedibro is about five, and I think in the Pyrenees it's six or seven. What's still? A friend of mine just moved to Portugal, and just their everyday light, like pictures going to the grocery <laughs> or whatever, it looks like a postcard. It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah, Mom it's and Dad incredible. have been there, but I, no, I've heard just, it's beautiful. Just All, they grow olives over there too, and wine. Oh yeah, wine olives, and, mm-hmm. great. It, it, you know the, the history, the people, that the everything is it's just it's super neat. And it's I'm really, not a you know everybody here likes to do the Appalachian Trail in your camp. And there's bears. You know. I'd love yeah, to no, see no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, here, here you stop in a town every night, and it, it's it's just super cool. And you get to meet people. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a movie called The Way. Yes. That uh, Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez. That's, that's right. where this family is originally from, northern Spain, and it's it's kind of a journey. And it, it if you were to watch that movie, it would really give you a kind of a idea, an idea of what you, what you'd be getting into. Well, this last time that we went, it was uh, last year in may june something like that i shared it on social media as we were doing it i had so many people in murfreesboro say i'd love to do that like would you be willing to take a group Mm -hmm. and just walk it i mean we wouldn't be a guide per se but we would walk it with them and you know we kind of know the lay of the land a little bit through so we were going to do that this year but we were building a house and just so much going on but we have talked about maybe in another year or two any you know groups that want to go yeah go walking so how often do you visit now do you go back to the dominican um at least once a year but mo goes more because he has to go down and meet with the guys and they have to plan (laughs) they have to well they i mean he has to go (laughs) well he goes to surf too but he goes and they have to do planning and and meet and stuff like that so he goes much more than i do i usually go about once a year now I, i generally try to go around mango season (laughs) <laughs> that's a good time and then now what time and, would that be july when is that mango season's what may to end of april to i mean they have them all year long but yeah. the really the end ones. of april to july is they just fantastic the yeah. trees wow yeah they have like 150 different varieties of mangoes like like we do apples and you're a cook i mean i'm not saying you're just a cook but you uh Used you've been be. you were a chef no, no. a restaurant you? manager <laughs> Don't me, are you making fun? Was it Red no, Lobster? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, Tamara, I thought I've already. I'm told, he, he was a chef up in Baltimore. I mean, no. so, you know, <laughs> okay, I've got we'll Baltimore, say that. Baltimore, Chesapeake Bay. We did live in Annapolis, in Annapolis Maryland, Maryland for a while. See, that's there where it came from. We've lived in Annapolis and uh, Vir- uh, Richmond, Vir- Richmond, right outside Virginia. of Richmond, Virginia, Edmond, Oklahoma. Where's Nashville. your favorite place to live? Well, I mean, we keep coming back to Tennessee, so that must say something. <laughs> A Tennessee Christmas. Now, is Saban here now? Yeah, I just came. I was in a summer camp in Maine, so after that I came to visit them. Okay. And some stuff, yeah, but I'm going back September 6th. There they are. He misses home. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> you know, I think that's what... A common misconception oftentimes when someone lives like in a in a third world country that oh you want to come to the u.s you want to come to the u.s but people don't realize like we're really busy here and that's not necessarily a great thing and when you live in the dominican you understand what it is to have true community and really make time for one another that this really isn't great you know so he's ready to get back and be in relationship like true relationship right. with others again yeah, mm. we- 
We were originally going to go there for a year, but we fell in love with the people and the community, and we ended up being there for five. So almost five. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I um, there's a book, and there may be a mini series, or TV about shows. There okay. is not. There's going to be a book. There's going to be a book here. At least there's a book. not. And then from the book, we'll adapt <laughs> a movie. Mm-mm. Is Terry going to be running through the yard with their chickens? Is that what? You know, I I will give you that chicken farm. Did you hear about my chicken farm experience? I'm not going to tell it here. Oh, goodness, please. You've heard it. PETA. PETA. I about sick Brad on him the other day when we were out there, though. Oh, tell us about Brad. Tell us about chickens. Because y'all have got all different brands. Not brands. Breeds. Breeds. Not brands. Breeds of chickens. Cute ones. And those TikTok videos you do with uh, the little oh with the Polish hands the Polish yeah. hands they look like Phyllis Diller yes they have that like big goofy head but yeah Tell no us. I have this horrible rooster who may go find another home if he doesn't straighten it up but I've never okay I, I say I've never had a rooster that was bad but there was butter in the Dominican. well he's got ten hands so when we were in the Dominican Republic oh, yeah. I had this one rooster <laughs> that was large he was so big and for the most part, he left me alone. But one day, I went out to the chicken coop. And I was well, and we had goats too, so I was taking care of all the animals. And all of a sudden, Butter got between me and the gate, and he was coming at me with his talons. <laughs> and I'm yelling, "Ayurame, Ayurame, help me, help me!" All the neighbors come running out. Mo comes out with a broom. He went to meet Jesus that night. Yep, he was chicken dinner. Did y'all eat him? No, somebody else did. We <laughs> gave him to a neighbor. I don't know what happened to him. I never saw him again though. Wow, he but was. Oh, is, he, is he kin to Brad? Any kin? He to, must be kin to Brad because Brad is horrible. When I was out there, he Brad must have been on good behavior. No, but, it's because I had that stick. I carry oh, yeah. a stick. He, I don't Tamara hit him hands with me this. the stick when we go out to the chicken coop. I feel like Moses going, you know, going to, <laughs> I'm like you need this. He goes, "Well, I'm like, because Brad may come after you, but you don't have to hit him with it or anything. You just keep it between you and him, and he'll leave you alone." There's two of them. You've but got, Harold's sweet. Harold. And Brad, Harold's the cool one. Brad's the mean one. Brad is a but jerk. But they have 10 girlfriends. <laughs> Brad's a jerk. Yes. <laughs> well, the problem is they only have 10 girlfriends right now because a fox got a hold of our flock and got killed some of our hens. So right now we have two roosters with 10 women. And a rooster and needs, sh- one rooster needs 10 women. So I've got some babies that are growing up. I've got some babies now that are growing up to kind of hopefully alleviate the stress tell going us where on. the chickens come from they it's, don't the, tell them they come through the mail, the mail. <laughs> she got them through the mail i ordered them from a hatchery online and they came in through the u.s post service yeah. with in a box with little hose that, so yeah. they yeah. can breathe yeah. oh you, you know. yeah okay so you get it wow. mm-hmm. do you have a jerk rooster too um we have a straight run right now i'm pretty sure I will see in a few months what we will have. So right now, I don't know. I got 10 just running around right now. Baby. Nobody started cocker dude. Not yet. Um, Mama, everybody just, you know, they they just hatched and they are just still following Mama, about to be rebellious Mm -hmm. and do their own thing pretty soon. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll, I'll call you and let you know. (laughs) There's nothing worse than a rebellious chicken. They are sassy. And have, have a lot of apps. And y'all, mm-hmm. you get eggs. Yeah, mm-hmm. And do you I haven't eat forgot eat about those, by the still? way. I do eat chicken, but not my chicken. <laughs> <laughs> not 
So if they have names, they are pets. Got it. Yeah, give us some of their names of your. So I have Brad the jerk. Brad the jerk. And the thing about it is I had these two precious little roosters, George and Fred, before they were little bantam roosters. They were precious. So then the the fox, they were fighting the fox and lost. Yes. And so then I got Brad and Harold. Um, I have Lucy. She's um, a silky. She's so sweet. She has to have orange hair. No. Feathers, not hair. Mm -mm. No, she's white. A little fluffball, Lucy. Okay. And then she had a daughter named Penelope. And then I have Gertrude. And (laughs) Buttercup. uh, Buttercup is like my little large fat chicken that just waddles around to me wanting treats all the time. So now I've got all these other ones that are going to need names that I haven't named yet. But tell us the chickens are therapeutic, aren't they? Yeah. So right now I have chickens, but we have just bought land in eight acres and are growing like a little hobby farm. And my five-year plan is to have, he's going to be doing beekeeping. I want to have garden, flower gardens and all that. But we want to have um, highland cows and then some more Alpaca. Uh, Mo wants alpacas. alpacas. I want some Highland goats, but I, I really want it to be a therapy farm, sure. so that it could be used to um, help children with special needs or sure. individuals with special needs, as well as people that may have PSD. PS, did I say that right? PTSD. PTSD. I always get it mixed up. PTSD. Um, yeah, just various things that it, they could be therapeutic. I'd like for us to be a certified therapy farm. That's awesome. Yeah, that's what I hope. So, did the chicken interest? fetish to start in the Dominican? No. Or you had it before? I had had it before and I had a friend who actually lived in Manchester who um, the girls and I went to visit. She had goats and chickens so we went to visit. We would go visit her a lot okay. and I really want them. Then when we moved to the Dominican we started yeah, raising One of our neighbors them. gave us one as a gift. Cherry. As a welcome gift. Chicken's name? Cherry. Cherry. Like they gave it to us to eat but it became a pet. So, and we had her the whole time we were Cherry yeah, the chicken. Yeah, yeah she was house. like yeah. old when we got her. She's like mean. She's and probably ornery. still alive out there being yeah. honored. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, oh. she would go missing and then come back with like 20 babies. She yeah. would egg nap. <laughs> She'd steal other And come back oh. with all these babies. Yeah. She's a little slut. <laughs> I think she was stealing other people's babies. <laughs> they were stealing. She yes. Was a, she was a She chicken. was an egg napper. She was just confused. She's like, why don't they eat me? Maybe they'll eat me today. She was just stressed out. (laughs) She was so old. She probably got lost. What does a chicken typically live? I mean. I have a friend, you know, Andy Alexander. Andy? She has a chicken that just died. It was 15 years old. 13 or 15, something like that. Now, are they, is it like dog years, seven years? Is there chicken years? I have no idea. We need to find that out. We'll Google that. I need you to find out for the next time. But they only lay for a certain amount of time. And they're done. Yeah. So then they are pets, but a lot of people don't keep them as pets. They call them, but I'm not a caller. So, well, does a root? Do you have to have a rooster to have an egg? Do you remember us talking about this? No, Explain we cannot that. convince the Dominicans that we hey, didn't have. Hey, he knows now. <laughs> you don't have to have a rooster to, to have, have eggs. eggs. No. Lady K, did you know that? I think I did know. Nah, that. I don't know. I grew up in the farm. Did you? Mm-hmm. I said in a farm. In a farm. Hey, <laughs> 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 cuckoo. <laughs> Which came first? The chicken or the egg? Chicken or the egg? That's a, that's a big one. Um, so, where do y'all go from here? I'm, um, 
what's the next y'all got any trips planned or the i know you all are going to peru or ministry something. we're going to peru yeah we're going to lima peru you get your alpaca there have it shipped <laughs> yeah they have good kayaking in peru maybe i could get in on this trip oh. yeah you like to kayak? I, i'm not a kayaker i went down the koi one time and we're hitting devil's hole and this lady she was she we went down like this, and she came and knocked me out of the boat. And I'm going under the water, and they and I'm six four. So they say, make sure you pull your knees up and hold, you know, because there's jagged rocks and stuff. And I'm I'm I had this helmet on, and it came down I'm like Darth <laughs> Vader underwater. And I pop up, and these kids, these two girls, college girls, are on kayaks, and they have a. Is it a yazoo, that thing that you were playing, the little boo boo boo? A kazoo. A kazoo. <laughs> and they, and I'm up and I'm spitting out water and they, could you, and they go, uh, sir, could you hand me my kazoo? I'm sitting, I'm, I need CPR, you know. I'm like, you worried about a kazoo? Stay, by the way, have you been I down the court? It's very dangerous. I have been. It's very dangerous. That's, yeah. Did you do that? It's water raft. What? Have you heard of that? I'll talk tell you about it later. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> it's pretty you cool. You should, should take them. Oh, that would be cool. Just Ooh. don't tell them about it. Hey, Just I can take you and Dione. <laughs> hey, I can take him and Dione. To the See? Story. You're yeah. coming up with ideas? There yeah. you go. Thanks, man. On the Thank Mr. Murfreesboro Show yeah. with Lady K. See there how it go. works? You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> What else y'all want to talk about? We're just going to keep... I, I kind of have a deep question I forgot to ask. Okay, so in the Dominican, when you're... Um, you know you're doing your gospel while you're doing the surf lessons and everything what are you up against there like the other are these boys ingrained in another religion mostly are they do they just lack religion altogether are you just out of curiosity that'd be a good question that's a good question too yeah well so so the village the dominican is like 80 percent catholic Mm -hmm. and the in the village la repressa where we lived was also 80 percent catholic and there was in evangelical Baptists, there was a general distrust of of us, sort of, kind of, because they thought, you know, we're judgmental and and those things, and and us. We knew that going in, and what we tried to be is, we went in being the great American church when we first moved there, and we're going to save souls, and we're going to we're going to do everything for Christ, and then. Uh, what we learned yeah. was it was about relationship, just the same as it is with God. Right. Is to have a relationship with God, but also have a relationship with people. And your actions often speak way louder 90% than 90% of the time yeah. speak louder than the words that you could give them. Right. And then once you have the trust, and then that's when you start really just asking questions and mm-hmm. learning. But the, the, People of the Dominican know God. They knew who God is. It's not like we're introducing them to an, an entity that they know nothing about. Right. Um, one thing that I learned by being there is um, Mo was really good about, you know, kind of pouring into the boys and showing him what a good husband and a good father and all that was. But, like, the boys aren't taught, taught, taught to talk about their feelings. So I would put a puzzle out. Wow. I put a puzzle out on the coffee table. You're about to learn my trick. I never told you this. <laughs> I would put a puzzle out because you can't walk by a puzzle and not sit down and work on it. 
So I would put it out. They would all, because they were always coming in and out of the house, and they would start doing the puzzle. And Curious. And start yeah. just talking. I'm like, what's going on with your life? Like, where's your heart? Where's your mind? What's going on? And that's how I learned stuff. So then I would take that information and take it back to my husband and say, so-and-so and so-and-so is struggling with this or that. And so that gave Mo an opportunity. Tag team! <laughs> Because yeah, I'm a guy. We go surfing. We talk about the waves. Right. <laughs> we weren't going to talk about feelings. <laughs> Have you seen any shark? Have you ever been fearful of a shark? Like, nah. We nah. Seen sharks Have you? No, shark? no, no, I did not. Not in the Dominican. They eat wow. them. Wow. In Dominican. <laughs> let, we let, did see them taking a, a shark and cutting it up one time. Y'all were. <laughs> Dominican's right next door to Haiti. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were y'all there when that earthquake? I mean, it, mm-hmm. y'all weren't there. It was mm-hmm. Y'all were there afterwards. We were. I mean, it, it was devastating, but. But to, but to your question earlier, he could probably tell you some yeah, things. Yeah, I would love for him to talk uh, about it. A few years before we lived there, I mean, there was a pastor there, Tomas, and uh, people would throw rocks at his house, and, mm. they, would, and they would then they would scare him. And but Saber could probably tell you a little bit more. What do you feel like the biggest challenge that you have as a leader, like helping with the, the new kids coming up? Yeah, the thing is like they end up being a Christian, following God is like a rule. You know they. We've been trying to teach them that it's more about relationship, you know, like something that you have to do to be safe or something like that. Because, like, everyone that you talk to about God, they believe that God is real. They believe that Jesus came to earth and died for us. But they don't want to, like, have this relationship and accept that and take that decision, make that decision in their life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is one of the biggest challenges for our lives. Try to make them understand that it's more about relationship, you know, about what you can do to... To have this relationship with God or be safe. Gotcha. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Y'all gonna have to come back sometime because <laughs> we. I know we have, and I want to thank y'all for coming in and we appreciate being that on the shows. I mean, Bill. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that shirt. You love it. I do. I'm gonna get you one for Christmas. I, do, I, I want one. <laughs> so how can pe- if if people people are listening to the show and they're inspired? Hopefully they are. Yes. How do they get involved? What would you recommend for them to do? Get in touch with their local church. See opportunities. Well, well we have our own um, nonprofit organization. H two nine missions. H two nine missions. But you could get in touch with. Uh, Mo or myself in order to to see how you could get involved. H29. H29. And we'll put all of these links up on yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And then tell us about the uh, Instagram. The f- the Feathered Haven is Feathered my Haven. Instagram handle, handle. Yeah, I share DIYs. <laughs> I share recipes. Share about my chickens. I'm silly. Just, it's that voice. <laughs> oh, it's the voice. Yeah, she Mo has, calls it my closet voice. <laughs> because I go in the closet to make videos <laughs> because secrets. It's, no, because the sound is better in there and there's not all the extra outside stuff. So he calls it my closet voice. Don't talk to me in your closet voice. <laughs> Come out of your closet now. <laughs> Thank you all so much. Thank you for having us. Lady K, you got any announcements? Anything you want to say? Or? I don't think I have anything else. Thank you guys for everything that you do. It's inspiring. Yeah. Thanks for um, having us. Yes. Um, you've been listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show with Lady K. Thanks to all of our guests. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Everybody, go out and do something nice for somebody. God bless you.